Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Good morning and Happy New Year, Patrick. How's it going, my friend? Going well. Happy New Year to you, too. Yep. We, uh, now, we've also, we've kind of exceeded the the date as to, you know, when you should be able to say Happy New Year. Like, when do you stop? Yeah. Like, it's it's been a week, but we haven't seen or talked to each other, and it's the first episode of the new year, so that's how I'm justifying us getting away with that. Yeah. I think it'll be okay. <laughs> be fine. And, uh, but yeah, man, how is it going? We took that week off to, uh, kind of recoup, recharge and everything else under the sun. Yeah. Um, been good. Uh, that day I went and hung out with, um, friend Derek. He wanted to check out the steam deck that I have to see if he'd yeah. be interested in picking it up. So I'm not sure if he's quite sold on it, but okay. he does think it's a good, good system as far as portable and emulation and everything. Okay. And then, um, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's, I had a short week, you know, because I was off that nice. Monday and then short week and then have another one this week, <laughs> just a couple of days and I'll be off. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, um, yeah. Oh, birthday's on Wednesday. So that's I was, why I'll be off. That, I was going to, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. I was going to bring that up because I already knew that. Yeah. Because I know yours and another friend of mine. Actually, I have three people I know have January birthdays. Yeah. Yours is first. Yours is always the first one. Yours on the 11th, and another friend of mine's on the 27th, and then a mutual friend of ours is on the 28th. So, uh, brother Strain's birthday's on 28th. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So, I, so happy early birthday, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, and I had a, a couple of friends had their birthday earlier, like the fifth and sixth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Capricorns. <laughs> yeah, watch out. <laughs> no, it's it's awesome. May you have many, many, many more, my friend. Appreciate it. Yeah, we just kind of chilled. I mean, uh, Grayson and I went and saw the Puss in Boots movie that I'll talk about today, and then everything else just washed at the house. Um, one of the, uh, I guess you could say, I got, so the kids got me the Lego office mm-hmm. set. So it's the Lego set from the TV show, uh, the American TV version of The Office. And it has, let's see here, 1,164 pieces. Wow. Yeah. Now, if you figure probably about 20, you know, 20, top and bottom, probably. I would say about 20 to 60 pieces are probably just the figures from of the characters. Between yeah. top, bottom, head, and hair, and all that. Um, so it sounds like a lot, but I think in the end, once you get, once we get started on it, it'll probably be, seem like it's a lot less. But it looks amazing. Uh, the question I was asked this morning is, okay, well, when you get done, where are you going to put it? That's the that's an answer I do not have at the moment, which is probably one of the reasons why I, it's still in the box. Yeah. Because um, it's true. I have no earthly. I got to see how big it is when we get it out first. Yeah. To even remotely have an idea. Um, probably had to go on a bookshelf, I would imagine, somewhere. Um. I have no idea, but that's a project that Grayson and I are going to work on together. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I also got a, it's so, you know, Lego has just right classic Lego. And then it has one of their like uh, more I'm trying to think it's not fancy. It's just a different style. I guess they had the Lego a tech sub, a set, a sub genre. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> so, called uh, the Lego Technic, and it's so the pieces are different. It's kind of more for older kids, mm-hmm. adults, I guess. Um, a lot of them are usually like vehicles and stuff like that. 
some of them actually have like motors and everything. Like they're, I mean, they're kind of fancy and everything. Um, this one is, we got, uh, it's just the Lego Technic Batmobile from the Batman. And it has 1,360 pieces. So that is a project York and I started. And we, there's seven bags, but really by the time you get done, there's really more like almost like closer to like almost 10. (laughs) Yeah. Because you have like two bag ones, two bag twos, you know, just really have bag one, two, three, four, really semantics, whatever it's, but it, uh, yeah, we get to, uh, the last piece of bag three and it won't fit where it needs to go. Cause it's not lining up until I go back and look and look. And one of the, one of the pieces from bag one is off by one. Dang. So I had to take the entire, so Yori got real frustrated. And I'm like, it's just part <laughs> like my phrase, like the mantra that I keep using anytime we screw up with something on that. I go, it's just part of the process. It's fine. You know, stuff like that's bound to happen. It's just part of the process. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, by the time I finally started putting it back together, I go, this is some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it out loud, but I was thinking, I'm like, this is some bullshit. But it's just part of the process. <laughs> It'll be fine. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we went to Grayson got uh, a membership to out the uh, altitude trampoline park. So she could work on her gymnastics and everything. So we started kind of meeting with one of the uh, or two of the kids that are sisters. So I guess it's one family, we'll say. And their kids uh, are also in Grayson's gymnastics. So we started meeting at like 11 o'clock on a Sunday because it's perfect time because nobody's there because they've just opened. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome. So I brought the, I put the Lego Technics in a box, you know, like an Amazon box, yeah. and packed it all in there, packed it up, brought it with me, set it one of the tabletops. Eva was like, you're bringing that with you to the trampoline. I go, yeah, it'll give me something to do, for one. Yeah. Also, you know, it's a good utilization of time, because when we get back, hopefully, we'll, you know, I will be done, and then York and I can just continue basically where we left off, and it's as if nothing happened and we just had to stop because we left. Yeah. So in the end, uh, I ended up while I was working on it, I had another, another dad of a parent that I have, I've never met. Uh, came up and asked if he could sit and then help out. I said, yeah, man, sure. So he's, I don't think I, I, I wasn't being a very good new friend because I didn't ask what his name was. So that's, that's bad on me. I'm not teaching the kids. You're, you're hey. just in the moment. Yeah, yeah. That was very appreciative for his help. And in doing so, while you know trying to put everything back together, realized put a couple other things kind of in the wrong spots or whatever. And so we got that fixed. And I'm like, oh my god, it's so much better now. Yeah. You know. So now, so when we got home, uh, there's only like two pieces left that need to go in. So we finished back. So I put them in real quick. I said, "You're we're done with bag three. And then he wanted to take a break. I said, fine with me. I put it up on the bookshelf, put it away. Yeah. We'll work on it the next time he's over and go from there. But we're right about halfway done. That's the cool. instruction book is 239 pages. Wow. Yeah. So it's uh, it's something. It's I said, this is for ages 10 and up. How? <laughs> like, this is hard for me. Yeah. So, but. <laughs> It's something, but it's fun. It's good bonding time. You know, it gives us something to do. Yeah. Uh, while we were working on it yesterday morning, uh, sorry, uh, yesterday afternoon, we ended up watching. No, yesterday morning. Yeah. Uh, we ended up watching uh, Pacific Rim because he had never seen it. Mm-hmm. The robots versus kaiju monsters. It was awesome. He, you know, I, I liked the first one. That second one was tough. It was a tough watch. Yeah, I haven't seen the it's, second one, but I have seen the first. I, I, I watched it. I actually went to theaters to go see it and afterwards went, wow, that was, that was tough to get through. <laughs> um, I kind of want to rewatch it cause it has been a while and just kind of give it a second viewing and see if it's still maybe still feel the same. It, yeah. For, or if maybe I was just too harsh on it. Yeah. My chief complaint from the first one is that all the fight scenes are at night, which makes it kind of hard to 
see. See, yeah. But kind of hide some things. It's probably why. I guarantee. Yeah. But, but it's a phenomenal movie. It's a little long. I like the like. There's a ton of fighting. I'm like, maybe we just take some breaks from that and or and just shorten the movie. Yeah. But I mean, it's entertaining. It's it, it is what it. I mean, it's just a big robots versus monsters movie. It's not trying to be anything more than that. Uh, Charlie Day and Burn Gorman are still the my two favorite characters. I don't care about anybody else. I just story with the, just those two guys. I would have been fine with. But uh, yeah, no, he 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 liked it though. He, I was like, I feel like it's like I don't know how we haven't watched this. this be right up your alley, but yeah. No, he enjoyed it though. And uh, yeah, I guess that's. And I never made it to the theater other than when Grayson and I went because the movies you're you're going to talk about today. I definitely wanted to go. I just couldn't. I couldn't stay. I couldn't hang long enough to watch one of the other one. I just times didn't work out for me. So, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I did. I did get to take Kyle. Kyle went to see um, the new Avatar. So he went to see that. Um, like I texted her like, Are there any movies you want to see before she came over? She's like. I like to see the new Avatar. I'm like, well, just so you know, it's a long movie, so be ready. <laughs> she's like, really? I'm like, yeah. And I asked her if she's watched the first one, so she's done that. She did that. And so we went. Um, we did it in real 3D at oh, okay. Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. I was going to try IMAX, but um, mm-hmm. that's still full. I was like, man, it's been like, <laughs> I don't know. like, um, it's been a minute. A month? Yeah. And it's still pretty packed. I'm like, nah, we'll just do um, real 3D. And um and that and then the forty X I didn't think like I thought it was good but wasn't necessary really mm-hmm. to see it. So um we went and afterwards she said she liked it. So there was a, even parts toward the end where she kinda teared up. I'm like, Yeah, it's a couple moments that kinda get you. Like if mm-hmm. you're really you're invested in the characters and everything, yeah, it'll it'll do that. Like even this second time watching it had a tear coming. I'm like, God dang it. <laughs> so I mean I like I like the movies. I like Avatar. I still like the first one better. Um, this one is kind of like um, kind of like a rehash in a way, but throwing some new stuff in. Mm-hmm. But she enjoyed it. <laughs> well, good, good, yeah. good, good. That's most important. Yeah, I said it's, it's, it's nice. It's good to look at. If nothing else, it's beautiful. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So today was a rough, a rough go because today was today. Uh, York and Grayson had to go back to school. First mm-hmm. day back to school. Oof. Grayson was excited because she's she's a nerd oh, yeah. about school. She loves school so much. She was she went to bed. She goes, "I'm so excited about going back." I'm like, bless your heart. <laughs> it's like I, I said. I was like, never lose that. Please never right. lose that. Right. Uh, York's like, because you know middle school. But this morning, yeah, he was dragging. I'm like, well, dude, should have gone to bed earlier. Like I like I told you to, but. As long as you get up and out the door, I don't care. You could be moody and crabby. I don't care. Just get in the car and go. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he, <clears throat> he was fine. It's just tough going after after not having it for three weeks. It's just All right. So yeah, Kyle actually started Thursday last week. Oh, okay. I'm like, I should just kept y'all out the whole week. I don't know why they started y'all back like that. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, they had too too much time off. <laughs> but must be nice to have a college break, as I like to call it. Right. Uh, let's see here. Um, oh, okay. So for trailers, we've got two. So the newest Evil Dead movie, Evil Dead Rise. It's not even Evil Dead Will Rise. It's just Evil Dead Rise. Not even Evil Dead Colon Rise. Just weird. Uh, a twisted tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. Still want to come out at Christmas? Seems like a Christmas kind of movie. <laughs> Thanks. Holiday. So, yeah, so many family themes, but... Uh, written and directed by Lee Cronin, coming out April twenty first. 
Rated R, two hours. Next, it looks like it's going to be just a uh, a fun, just a fun kind of campy movie. Uh, we have Renfield, Dracula's henchman and inmate at the lunatic asylum, coming out April fourteenth, starring Nicolas Cage as Dracula, Nicholas Holt as Renfield. Aquafina as Rebecca Quincy, uh, Shoria Gadushu as Ella. Yeah, it's Ben Schwartz is in it. Yeah, it's a uh, it's gonna be fun. It looks it's directed by Chris McKay, so yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. It, I mean, yeah, Nick Cage is really gonna. Cage it up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But yeah, it, it looks it looks like it'll be fun. And uh that's all I have for for trailers. Uh just a reminder for everybody, tomorrow night, the tenth, the Golden Globes will be on, I believe it's CBS. Okay. I believe that sounds right. Which is odd that it's on a Tuesday. Usually it's on a Sunday. Guess they're just switching it up. I guess. Look at us. We have new people. Don't hate us. Come back and watch us. Well, they didn't want to affect football ratings. <laughs> yeah, that's what they've ever. That's always been an issue. <laughs> sure, that's it. Uh, so with that being said, we have got three. Actually, all four of ours are nominated for Golden Globes. Nice. <laughs> so look at that. We're we're getting you ready to help make your picks. <laughs> for tomorrow night's uh, event awards extravaganza. So it looks like I go first this week. My first Golden Globe nominated movie is uh, is the movie Tar. It is uh, star. Oh, it's a uh, rated R, two hours thirty eight minutes long. Okay, it's. It has a steady flow, so then you don't feel it too, too much. But, yeah. It does star Kate Blanchett as Lydia Tarr. In this biographical movie written and directed by Todd Field. Having achieved an inviolable career, few could even dream of, renowned conductor-composer Lydia Tarr. The first female principal music director of the Berlin Philharmonic is at the top of her game as a conductor. Woody is not only not only orchestrates, she manipulates. As Trailblazer, the passionate virtuoso leads the way in the male-dominated ver- uh, classical music industry. So, she's also so this movie is basically a character study of this. Conductor, this famous conductor, mm-hmm. and uh, it's about the way she prepares. Basically, her she kind of she's very she kind of lists the power of being in charge of this Philharmonic and getting ready to play this, you know, this piece and record a live have it do a live recording of. Of this, <clears throat> as well as the launch of her memoir that's supposed to be coming out, as well as also handling family life with her wife and her daughter. Mm-hmm. And so when things start happening at her work life, her family life also kind of suffers. So it's about that dynamic. And then A young, I guess you could say, ingenue or whatever. This new uh, person that it, you're led to believe that she may have had, maybe not a romantic relationship per se, but there was possible. You could say that maybe she didn't act on anything, but you could tell she was crushing on this younger person. Yeah, which then. 
when she ended it, caused the person to commit suicide. The person passes away. This kind of launches everything. Like there's an investigation and all these. Yeah. <clears throat> so she's also having to deal with that as well as preparing all preparing this orchestra. So there is some phenomenal trivia. Uh, I'm not going to go over all of it, but some of, just kind of highlight some of my favorite things that I uh, found interesting. So one of my favorite ones, because there's a scene <coughs> where Woody is jogging. Mm-hmm. And she's in the woods. Uh, she could hear screams. And she's kind of running towards them. And <laughs> the the screams that she hears is is actually the audio of Heather Donahue from the climax of the Blair Witch Project. Wow. <laughs> they just used that and put that in there. Dang. <laughs> no, I love it. It's great. I was like, oh, that's awesome. But you really don't... Like, she hears it, but she don't ever find anybody, and you're just like, okay, that's just random. Right. She hearing things uh, going crazy? You're right. Uh... So, Kate Blanchett had to relearn the piano, learn how to speak German, and learn how to conduct an orchestra for the film. So, and then there's amazing scene uh, towards the beginning of the film where Kate Blanchett is teaching some students at Juilliard, and all of that is filmed in one unbroken take. Like, it's just a, one single take, and it's... I mean, it's a good few minutes too. It's amazing. It's yeah, it's an amazing, just because of what all is occurring in the scene and how the camera moves to kind of not seem stagnant. To I mean, or static. It's not a static. You know, each shot is just it's constantly moving, following everybody. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Uh, all the scenes of the orchestra playing are completely 100% real. And Kate Blanchett was actually conducting the Dresden Orchestra. So anytime you see the any kind of music, pretty much anytime you see a musician playing, mm-hmm. they're actually that's actually them playing. It's not like they're fake playing and then they put the audio over it. Right. No, it's it's, it's all legit. Realistic. So, yes, it's amazing. And the fact that Kate Blanchett relearned to play the piano was awesome. So. Uh, yeah, it, it it's pretty spectacular. The the directing is very well done. The acting is phenomenal. I think Kate Blanchett will probably win Best yeah. Actress in Drama. It's she's just, I mean, she's always amazing. But I think one of my favorite roles that she did win. I think I know she won a Golden Globe. I can't remember if she won uh, an Oscar or not, but. Uh, Blue Jasmine, she was amazing in that. Um, so if you haven't seen that movie, it's a Woody Allen movie. It's actually pretty good. She basically plays a female Woody Allen. <laughs> but like, I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, so I'm trying to. Sorry, I'm trying to see who else would be her competition in this. Uh, so yeah, Tar is nominated for Best Drama, and uh, Todd Field is directed uh, nominated for Best Screenplay. I think Let's see here. Yeah, Kate Blanchett is nominated in her category. Uh, is Olivia Coleman for Empire of Light? Viola Davis for The Woman King, Ana de Armas for Blonde, and Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. Now, having only seen two of those movies, I still, I don't know. I I can't speak for the other ones, but I know Kate Blanchett was lights out in this one. So it's, and uh, what's interesting is, so, uh, I'm never going to get this name right because it's Swedish, but mm-hmm. Hildur uh, Guanadotir. Uh, he's nominated for Best Original Score for Women Talking, but he also did 
the score for this movie as well. So it's just nominated for a different score. Yeah. Um, beautiful music. I watched this and I, uh, I made sure I had the sound bar on and had it kind of cranked that way when the music plays, it's just, I feel like I'm at a coffee shop. It's amazing. Just close your eyes and it's like, <laughs> yep. There. Yeah. And it does, and you do kind of, and it does have like a transformative feel to it mm-hmm. instead of just watching it. Like I can't even imagine what it's like in the theater. Like I'm sure in the theater is just beautiful. Right. Um, but I made sure I had mine hooked up and then had it playing instead of just trying to watch it on like the iPad or, which, you know, some movies are okay to watch on that. This one, I was like, no, I need to hear, I want to hear the music yeah. a lot better, you know, kind of get that emotion feeling from watching the movie and having that music just kind of wash over you. But yeah, it's an amazing, it is a really good movie. It is a little long, um, but there's a lot going on. They have this new, ch- she, uh, she starts kind of crushing on this new cellist that mm-hmm. hasn't officially been invited to the orchestra, but she had watched one of her older videos of some concert cello solo thing that she had played when she was very, very young. And because she's manipulative and kind of plans things out and is kind of crushing on this girl, this younger girl, I mean, younger woman, sorry, she's, yeah this younger woman, uh, she basically is like, Hey, to go with this piece, um, this companion piece, you know, this is, I thought we would do this cello solo, you know, at, you know, by so-and-so I'm not going to know these people. Yeah. But it was, but basically it was the same piece of the video that she watched with this younger cellist. And then she said, she told essentially like the section leader or first chair person, you know, hey, um, because it's this piece, you know, uh, instead of just giving it to you, I thought we might have tryouts. And of course, she's like the section was like, I don't know why. It's, she's like, well, it's a little unorthodox, but OK, my only concern would be how much time we would have to prepare. She's like, well, I'll give you till Monday. She's yeah. like, OK, so basically she's setting her up for failure. So the Dang. so to do the tryouts and big surprise, the younger woman's the one that decided that she's you know, they kind of say, Well, she basically knocked it out of the park, but mm-hmm. she hasn't officially been invited to the orchestra. So they worked it out and then of course boom, she's she's in there and then of course they start spending more time because you know, solo rehearsals and stuff like that and it's just uh yeah. It's something, but it's again, the performances were amazing. The music's beautiful and Todd field really did a great job. It's the first film he has done since 2006's little woodman. I mean, not little woman. Hold on. Little children. Sorry. Wrong one. But with, uh, with, uh, Kate Winslet and Jackie Earl Haley. So. Yeah. Patrick Wilson, I think. Anyways, yeah. So, yeah. Good movie for him to come back to. So, check out Tar. I rented it on iTunes because, again, it's in some theaters if you can find it, but easiest way to access it is on on demand. Yeah, it's one that I wanted to check out when it was at the Bell Court, but I didn't make it out there. But, yeah. some point. It's on my, it's on my list. So, I'm going to watch hey. this. Yep. Alrighty. So, my entry for, well, my Golden Globe nominated movie, yeah. uh, Babylon, released December 23rd of last year, has a runtime of three hours, nine minutes. Mm. So, <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's, let's do this. Stra- strap in. Yeah. <laughs> um, directed by Damien. It's either Chazelle or Chazelle. Um, yeah, Chazelle. Chazelle. Yeah. Okay. Starring Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Diego Calva, Gene Smart, Giovanna uh, Depo, Lee Jun Lee, and appearances by Toby Maguire, Eric Roberts, 
Samar Weaving, and Olivia Wilde. This is about this is a tale of outsized ambition and outrageous excess. Uh, it traces the rise and fall of multiple characters during an era of unbridled decadence and depravity in early Hollywood. So it starts off with um, one of our lead characters, Manny, who's responsible for bringing this elephant to this big Hollywood party. Uh, the only problem is that the, the driver or the delivery person arrives in a truck built for horses. <laughs> so they have to end mm-hmm. up rigging the truck with uh, a carriage with horses to try to pull it up um, this big, you know, hilly mountainside. And, you know, they struggle, but they make it. And for his help, uh, Manny invited him to come to the party, which ended up bringing about 20, 30 other people. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but uh, it's a big Hollywood party. Pretty much everything's going on. You have a lot of risque moments. Mm-hmm. Um, partying, drinking, drug activity, and whatnot. Um, so then arrives Nellie Leroy makes a grand entrance by running into a statue, destroying the car and the, and the structure. But the problem is she's not invited to the party. And she's, you know, talking to security, like, my name's on there. I'm a star. I'm this, this, that. Mm-hmm. So Manny sees her having trouble, trouble getting in. So he just pretends like he knows her. It's like, hey, Miss Leroy, they've been waiting on you and blah, blah, blah. So he helps her out. Um, but her big thing, she wants to get high on life. I'll just say that. So Manny takes her to a room with everything she needs and they start kind of partaking and just kind of going over what their, their dreams are. She has this dream of being uh, an actress. Uh, she already claims herself to be a star. It's just, no one knows it yet. Uh, Manny as well has dreams of being involved in something bigger than what he's involved in. Cause he's pretty much the help for this party. Um, you know, get people drinks, whatever, whatever's needed. He's the one that takes care of it. And, um, and then they kind of bond on that. So at this party, also, they're, everybody's here is preparing to move forward with filming their respective movies. Um, an issue comes when there's a young actress who ODs. And so they come up, try to come up with a plan to get her out of there without causing a scene. So Manny says, well, we got this big elephant. We'll just bring the elephant into the room and they'll be focused on that so you can get her out of here. And so now with her having that happen, they had to find a replacement. Uh, Margot Robbie's character, Nellie Leroy, is pretty much a wild child. You know, she's she dances and just ha- brings attention to herself. And so while they're trying to figure out who to replace this other actress with, they spot her just pretty much doing her thing on the dance floor and say, well, just pick her, make sure she's on time, and, you know, she's got the role. So right. her dream was already, boom, accomplished. And then, you know, she tells Manny... He's happy, but he's like, man, what about my big break? So his big break comes from giving Jack Conrad, who is a well-known actor, a ride mm-hmm. home because he's pretty much drunk and not able to do so. So he's appointed with getting him home safely, and um, which he does so. And so the next morning when Jack wakes up, say, hey, why don't you come to the set with me? You know, you're a good guy. And so <laughs> they just kind of luck up on these positions. And this whole opening scene takes about 30, 40 minutes before we get the title. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. So it's kind of like when watching Drive My Car, got that whole <laughs> yes. sequence. And yes. Oh, yeah. my God, yes. <laughs> but it's a lot going on in that scene. You get, your, you get yeah. introductions to all your main characters that's going to be in this. So it, ha- it serves its purpose. Um, so Manny ends up saving the day because the director on Jack Conrad's set goes through like 10 cameras that he destroys. And so he's on this mission to try to get a camera and which he's, he's got very limited time. because they're trying to shoot this scene before sundown. Um, he goes, gets directions. He goes to the place and they tell him like, it's going to be like 30 minutes for this camera to get returned. Ends up being like an hour, hour and a half. So he ends up commandeering an ambulance so he can get back in time. And then, you know, they, they're able to shoot the scene. Uh, Nellie Leroy, on the other hand, has a scene in the bar where she's supposed to be playing the sister of the lead actress who's played by Samara Weaving, who plays Constance Moore. And she kind of outshines the lead actress, and then that's how she kind of gets her her stardom. And then from there, just kind of chronicles 
um, the because start they're, they're making silent movies, so it chronicles the shift from silent movies to the first talkies and how it affects everybody, both in front of the camera, behind the camera. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where the first time they're shooting a scene with dialogue, it's just 10, 15 minutes of just mistake after mistake after mistake. Like the, I guess the stagehand or the lead uh, producer, he's just so frustrated, pissed off to the point he just cusses everybody out. Like, look, we got to get this shot, <laughs> you know. Um, but it's 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 entertaining. Um, uh, there's a, a scene in which Giovanna uh, Depo's Sidney Palmer, who's a trumpet player, where they're shooting a scene for Singing in the Rain, and he makes a comment like, you know. You know, those people are dancing, but you got more action with the band. And so Manny makes an executive decision like, hey, why don't we focus on the band instead of these folks dancing in pink uh, raincoats and whatnot. And so that pushes Manny for, I guess, producer. And then mm-hmm. Sidney Palmer gets popped up into his stardom. And um, it just chronicles everybody's basically rise and fall. Um, uh, Tony McGuire's in this. Doesn't really pop up till toward the end, but it's very interesting, almost kind of a 24 ish. His character is. <laughs> so once he enters, it's going to get very weird from there. <laughs> um, but I enjoyed it. Even though it was like three hours, nine minutes, I didn't feel bored. I felt like they kept the pacing was pretty, pretty good with it. And I was interested in the characters and it just kind of like, I guess more of a, not necessarily a love letter for Hollywood, but just the cinema, as far as the behind the scenes, putting things together and, how tough that transition was to go from silent films to actual dialogue and talking. And yeah. Yep. But yeah, I enjoyed it. If awesome. you got three hours, it's worth it. <laughs> there you go. Um, I obviously definitely want to go see it because <clears throat> I love La La Land, which is Damien Chazelle. And then um, Justin Hurwitz, who did the uh, score, um, also did the score for La La Land as well. And, uh, is nominated for best original score for this and let's see babylon's got four nominations uh brad pitt uh diego calva um i think best picture drama or, or probably comedy or musical i would imagine i, I actually forgot what category and then uh you know best original score so should be uh should be interesting so oh margot robbie Forgot Margot Robbie also nominated. So, um, trivia. So Chazelle mentioned there exists a version of the film entirely shot on his phone in his backyard with him, his wife, and Diego Calva playing every role. I wouldn't mind seeing oh, that. Oh my gosh, that'd be that'd something. be funny. Yeah, yeah, yep. that'd be interesting. Maybe they'll maybe <laughs> once it comes on video they'll include it. That'd be amazing. Yeah, at least portions of it. You know. Yep. That'd be great. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, for my last one, real quick, for best animated feature, I give you Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. This uh, this dropped over Christmas, but we didn't go see it till New Year's Eve. Uh, Grayson Grayson had been wanting to watch it, so we, her and I, finally went. It's a uh, an hour for this is Puss in Boots: The Last Wish, rated PG. Coming in at an hour and 42 minutes. Uh, this is the sequel to the original, but which doesn't really matter. It's just in the Puss in Boots slash Shrek uh, universe. Yeah. So Antonio Banderas reprises his role as Puss in Boots. Uh, Selma Hayek as Kitty Softpaws. Harvey Guillen as Perito. Uh, most people know him from uh, the TV show What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, Florence Pugh as Goldilocks, Olivia Coleman as Mama Bear, Ray Winstone as Papa Bear, and Samson Ko as Baby Bear. John Mulaney plays Jack Horner. Divine Joey Randolph plays Mama Luna. Yeah, it's a good cast, and yeah, it's a uh, so the movie. Basically, they kind of step away from the realistic animation for a more mm-hmm. kind of creative one. It's very similar to the style of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, 
as well as like the bad guys. It's that kind of more similar animation style, which yeah. I think it, the, I, from what I read, the reasoning behind that style of animations, because this is a fairy tale story. So they wanted it to have more of like a fairy tale style, uh, animation to it, seem, make it seem more magical and, uh, different. Okay. So, uh, so basically puts in boots discovers that his passion for adventure has taken its toll. He has burned through eight of his nine lives. So he then sets out. Um, he then sets out on an epic journey to find the mythical last wish and restore his nine lives. But along the way, he meets Kitty Southpaws, who also has a wish as well, but she in turn helps uh, put some boots on this journey. And uh, in doing so, they, he, he, uh, it's in the trailer, but he meets this dog that's posing as a cat mm-hmm. at this like cat sanctuary that Puss ended up going to because he's also trying to run away from death, which is taking the shape of a wolf, you know, the lobo, uh, coming after him. So he realized death is the one thing he hasn't been able to, he can't win in a fight. He's won every other fight that's one. He couldn't win, so he just runs off and essentially decides to, you know, put his hat, his cape, and his boots, bury it, uh, and then go to this cat sanctuary, which is very funny. And so, in doing so, uh, meets this dog that's got, like, these cat ears, like, obviously fake cat ears and everything, and then trying to pose as a cat as obviously a dog. And his wishes, he just wants to be a therapy dog. And so he kept, he always, he keeps trying to get, uh, puss, puss and boots to, to rub his belly. You know, it's like, yeah. come on, rub my belly. You'll feel better. Come on. Yeah. You want to, this is really funny. <clears throat> and he's just got this very positive outlook on things. Cause you know, yeah. it's a therapy dog. And <clears throat> so anyways, they all go on this journey. Uh, Goldilocks and the three bears are kind of like these criminals going around trying to survive the best way they can by robbing, you know, robbing people and things. And so they're also after the last wish as well. So it's them all trying to, they have like a like puss in boots and case softballs and getting a hold of this map that leads to, uh, to where the last, the final last wish is. So that's kind of the thing they're going after, <clears throat> but the map changes depending on who's holding it. So, like, what kind, what kind of obstacles they're going to have to face are specific to the to each person or to each character, we'll say in the yeah. in the movie. So, if Puss holds it, but then Kitty Softballs takes it, then the map changes. So, it's pretty cool. And then Perito ends up having like this, like rainbow and unicorn type. Whenever he holds the map, because you know that looks more positive, so it's pretty funny. Um, yeah, no, it's great. Uh, it's a fun movie. There's a lot of great humor in it. And, um, yeah, it's just a fun movie. I can't, and I'm not a Shrek person. I've never liked his movies. Eddie Murphy drives, drives me up the damn wall in those movies. Just, it's just, oh my God, just the donkey, just, uh, just picturing like, you know, it's one of those you can't you can't hear sounds by looking at a picture, and then you know it's like that meme, and then you see like put the Eddie Murphy donkey, and I I feel like there's nails down a chalkboard. It's just so it's so bad. I hate it. Um, but that's just me. <clears throat> I did I do vaguely remember watching the first Puss in Boots movie a long time ago. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. It's really cute. There's a lot of great humor for. Adults as well as kids, obviously. Um, it's just a fun adventure. The animation is spectacular to look at. It's a uh, yeah, I would recommend it for sure. It's fun, just a fun movie. I might I might check it out this week. Yeah, been hearing good things. Like I said, it's one yeah. of the better animated movies from last year. Mm-hmm. So some say the best. So, uh, so yeah. I, don't know. I don't know. 
don't know. That, that's that's debatable, I guess. <laughs> as most things, as most movies are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my second Golden Globe nominated movie, The Whale, which released December twenty first, twenty twenty two, runtime of an hour and fifty seven minutes, directed by Darren Aronofsky. And it stars Brendan Fraser, Sadie Sink, Hong Chow, Ty Simpkins, and Samantha Morton. Uh, this is about a reclusive English teacher who attempts to reconnect with his teenage daughter. And this is a sad one, <laughs> especially yeah. toward the end. This is emotional. So Charlie lives alone in his apartment and... He did have a partner who passed away, so now he's kind of in a state of depression where he just practically just given up. He's just eating himself yeah. silly. Uh, he does have a friend, Liz, who's a medical professional who does come in and check on him and has been encouraging him to go to the hospital to get treatment because he's prone for, you know, severe heart disorder. But he refuses to do so. So she just goes and checks on him, takes blood pressure, still tries to push the issue, even though she knows he's not going to go for it. Um, so <clears throat> he receives like a random visit from Thomas, who's a new life, new life church missionary at the moment he's having a heart attack and just luckily he keeps his door unlocked. So he tells him to come in and he helps him and the way he helps him. He starts reading a paper, a Moby Dick paper, you know, like somebody wrote a paper about Moby Dick. And as he's reading it, he kind of calms down and whatnot. But you learn later on the significance of that paper. Um, when Liz arrives, she's kind of disgruntled by Thomas's presence, tells him to leave. He doesn't need to be there and whatnot. Um, but he does pop up every now and then because he feels that he can help Charlie, basically save Charlie in a spiritual way. That's that's his approach. He feels like he can help him. Um, cause he, you know, he sees him as a broken person and he says, like, if I can get him, get, get to him, then maybe I can help turn him around. Um, and then other issues that Charlie has, he consistently orders pizza and he leaves the money in the mailbox for the person to pick up and he waits till they leave before he gets his food because he doesn't want them to see him. He's an English teacher who does online college courses for English class and he keeps his webcam off because he doesn't want his students to see him. So he claims, like, I have camera problems and, you know, making excuses, like, I'm getting it fixed, but it's just not it's just not happening. And then also, he's trying to reconnect with his daughter, and his daughter just kind of randomly shows up. Uh, he hasn't seen her in a while, and she's very troubled, um, gets in trouble at school. She's failing. So he offers to help her. He's like, I can help you write your papers. You know, just give me a chance to get to know you. You know, he tells him, like, you know, he's tried to connect with her, but mom has kept distance due to the circumstances of why they broke up. And, you know, he even goes as far as to offer giving his daughter all the money he has. Just like, hey, just spend time with me, you know, type deal. Um, it's, it's 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 a pretty emotional movie, like especially the last 10 to 15 minutes. They really lay it on and it's it's. It's hard. It's rough. It's thick. Thick, yes. huh? Later on, super thick. Super yes. Thick. Three C's. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I thought it was well acted. Everyone did a great job, especially Brendan Fraser. Like, hadn't seen him. And I think the last movie I saw him in was that one with um, Don Cheadle. And it's on um, HBO Max. That, it's that crime mystery movie. I forgot the name of it. They came out a couple years ago. Uh, I, is he wearing a cowboy hat in that? Either that or a fedora. One of the, he's got a cat on. Yeah. Um, I just the that's name, what the I'm yeah the name the name escapes yeah. me right now. But um, that's the last movie I saw him in. Um, and he he, he no gives it move. no sudden move. Yeah, that's it. That was it. Yeah. Yep. And um, he throws himself into this role. Yep. You know, well, him. and he's in. Uh, he's also in Doom Patrol too, but he, uh, as Cliff Steele, but he wears that rope. Basically, looks like a robot. Okay. You know, so you yeah, really I, never see him. So you really don't see him. 
Okay. But he's he's hilarious in that. Yeah. He's freaking hilarious. I haven't watched the new season. Hell, I think I'm still behind on like season three, but it's such a weird show for me that it's hard for me to get into sometimes or be in the mood for. But I know it's good. Like, I know it's good. I laugh quite a bit most times. But it's in that kind of weird, almost like Umbrella Academy kind of weird. Mm-hmm. That some episodes I'm just like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can just. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't watched that yet. I haven't watched Doom Patrol. Okay. It's, yeah. it's a weird one. It's, that's for sure. But it's, I mean, it's good. It's not bad. It's just, yeah, it's just been a minute. Uh, for sure. For sure. But no, it's Brendan Fra- I I've always liked him. Um I've always liked him. It it's just so good. Or he's such a uh he's such a great actor and I just yeah, I it always has I've always just enjoyed his work. One of the things I always remember is like Blast from the Past mm-hmm. with him and Alicia Silverstone. That was one of my grandparents. They love that movie. And so I always have kind of a soft spot for that one. Plus, uh, you know, Sissy Spacek in that movie is like one of my favorite roles of hers. And Christopher Walken also was good, but uh, that's one of my favorite yeah, roles of Spacex. It's good. It's a good movie. It's just fun and cute. I love it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I can't wait to go see both of those movies that you've talked about today. Just have to find the time. Yeah. And the well is four. Yes, it is. But it, I say maybe like right at the end. That's what it kind of does. This little A twenty four thing, but it's like okay. real quick. You know, where's yeah. Other yeah. than that, it's it's pretty straightforward movie. It's straightforward. Not, yeah. Until that little bit at the end, it's like oh, okay, they just couldn't hold off. Like we got to we got to throw like, something that, in there. That, there you go. That, <laughs> you did throw it. Something in there. <laughs> yep. Okay. I see you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Awesome, dude. Uh. The only thing I have for TV, believe it or not, because I can't honestly remember anything. So I, oh no, I guess I do have a couple things. Uh, I've been watching the National Treasure TV show on mm-hmm. Disney Plus. If you like the National Treasure movies, you will love this show. It just Nick Cage is not in it, probably because he was filming Renfield during all this. Yeah. But Justin Bartha is in it uh, for. He's not in it a lot, but he's in it enough to, you know, that matters. But it is a great show. And, I mean, uh, basically, if either one of the kids wanted to watch it, I would halfway start back over. Okay. I think we're only on episode six right now, and I'm not sure. I don't know if it has eight or not, uh, but it's really good. Um, if you really enjoyed the first Willow movie, well, if you enjoyed the Willow movie, and you haven't started watching the TV show yet on Disney Plus, definitely recommend for that too. I really loved the movie growing up, mm-hmm. but I haven't watched it in probably 30 years, to be honest. Um, but I went ahead and started watching the show, and it, the show is not bad. Uh, I think I might have just aged out of it, if that yeah. makes sense. So this is for people that. These are this is for like your House of Dragon and Lord of the Rings or Rings of Power kind of group. Um, mm-hmm. As far as like the fantasy and everything, and you know magic and everything, I I love, I'd still am watching it. Um, some episodes I've enjoyed more than others. Uh, if you want, you can legit within the first episode play a drinking game. Just take a drink every time they say a Laura Dannon. And you will be on the floor. <laughs> I'm so like, we watching you. <laughs> it's it's 42 minutes of, and out of the 42 minutes, probably 12 minutes is them not saying that word. Dang. It's it's just like, oh my god, <laughs> you can use like she and her and other pronouns, you know, but um, yeah. just dropping the name, just every other, it gets to be a minute. I'm so like, make sure we... you remember her name. <laughs> Say my name. Now, yeah, uh, uh, it's but it's cute. Um, the other show that uh, I watched or at least breezed right through was uh, Kaleidoscope on Netflix. Yeah. Now, so the cool thing about this show, other than it being a heist 
you know, it's series about a heist, mm-hmm. and you have uh, Giancarlo Esposito, so uh, Gus Fring from Breaking Bad, and the bad guy from Mandalorian. I can't think of his name, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, anyways, he's kind of the lead person of this heist and kind of helps or get everybody together. Uh, Jay Courtney's in it from uh, the two Suicide Squad movies. Also uh, in the last and most forgettable Die Hard movie. <laughs> Sorry, that's kind of mean, but it's true. He played when he played. Uh, he played Bruce Willis' son, uh, Jack. So, anyways, it, it. Anyways, he's in it. He's great. He kind of boomerangs it, you know, in this movie too, um, and even less likely version of boomerang, really. Um, but it's great because the way the show is structured is it's not told in a linear fashion, so it's not. It, according to when you first start watching it, each viewer starts with a different, no viewer will start with the same episode, I guess. Yeah. So, and then it, and then each episode kind of fits together. So I, you could watch it in order if you self like start the episode, but like if you were to go back and rewatch it, you would know which episode you need to watch first and then you go watch it in order. You wanted to, but it, but it starts with it's yeah it's if you just hit play then it just randomly selects an episode and then same thing whenever you hit like the next episode it's going to choose a different one within that's within the eight I think it is episodes yeah. they have <clears throat> yeah I pick random so it's, it's, yeah it's it's random amazing it, yeah it was great it, I loved it it's such a very inventive way to do a limited series on a streaming service. Yeah, I wish like they did another. That, that. Yeah, it, it's like it. It's almost like a choose-your-own-adventure, except it chooses it your own adventure for you. <laughs> but it's really inventive, and I really enjoyed how they did it. Plus, the story was great, the acting was great, um, good, good amount of action. It was just, yeah, no, it was a fun watch, and I breezed right through it because I was enjoying it so much. That's definitely my recommendation for anything to watch streaming. I agree. I literally just pick random numbers and then I just stuck to watching it in that order. So if it started with another, I stop it. Now, I will say I did start kind of at the end just for yeah. my random pick. And then someone suggested I keep one episode for last because I had a different one I was going to keep last. And no, no, no. Make this one last. And, um, but yeah, you can literally just watch it in any order. And, um, Everything makes sense once you watch it all. Once you watch yep. the whole thing, you know you can go back and watch it in order if you want. But it's I think it's more fun just picking randomly yep. to watch. I agree. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, coming out this week. So Guy Ritchie's new movie uh, is set to come out the twelfth, which is Thursday, which makes me wonder if it's going to come to streaming mm-hmm. and not to theaters. Uh. But I'm not aware of what streaming service is going to come in to. But we have Operation Fortune, colon, Ruse de Guerre. Uh, Special Agent Orson, Orson Fortune and his team of operatives recruit one of Hollywood's biggest movie stars to help them on an undercover mission uh, when the sale of a deadly new... When the sale of a deadly new weapons technology threatens to disrupt the world order. Wow. Uh, starring Aubrey Plaza, Hugh Grant, Jason Statham, uh, Carrie Ewells, Josh Hartnett, uh, Eddie Marson, Max Beasley. And uh, yeah, it looks interesting. And. Then coming out Friday, we have Tom Hanks' movie, A Man Called Otto, followed by Gerard Butler and Michael Coulter's movie, Plane. And then the movie that I don't think anybody was asking for, uh, a new House Party movie, an updated reboot, even, if you will, House Mm -hmm. Party movie where two dudes that I think they were supposed to be cleaners or something, I don't know, 
yeah. show up to LeBron James's house and throw a house party at LeBron's house mansion. We'll say mansion. Yeah, it's not supposed a house. to be cleaning, but they decide to use his house, throw a house party. I'm like, yeah. And he just happens to be yeah. away for a long. Yeah. Must be the off season. Hopefully, it's the off season. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully, he was making Space Jam. <laughs> That's what it was. I mean, I, I might go down this rabbit hole. I don't know. <clears throat> I might. <laughs> I might. Yeah, I might go see it. I don't know. We'll see. There's so many other movies I need to see first, though. Yeah. But yeah. as somebody that loved the first House Party, honestly, I saw the second House Party first, which is the weirdest way to watch anything. But yeah, that was my childhood during that time, was seeing sequels first and then going back to watch the originals. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, House Party 2 is still one of my favorite movies and soundtracks, actually. Yeah, uh, couldn't remember much of it right now, but I wore the heck out of that cassette uh, growing up. Yeah, and then was really bummed by the third one. <laughs> and I didn't even watch the fourth one. I don't think. Oh yeah, so this will be. After I think this will be number five. I think this is number five. Hey, I, I really just stopped after three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's nothing after that. And then this, yep. depending on how it is, we'll see if we yep. if I if I acknowledge it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the first one's. A classic. I mean, yes. obviously, Kid and Play, a very young Martin Lawrence, Bilal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then the late, great Robin Harris, yep. who, uh, to this, I will always remember because it was my first comedy album I ever bought on cassette. Well, I mean, bought period, but I got it on cassette and I wore the hell out of that cassette. It is <laughs> some of the best. It, it, yeah. It is some of the best stand up. I just, Die laughing. I've had it on cassette, CD, and digital. It is just hilarious. I love it. So, yep, Baby's Kids. And Baby's Kids as an animated movie is actually really good. Yes. It still holds up. I didn't watch it that not. I probably watched it about a year ago. Yeah. So, still love it. So. All right, man. You got anything else? Uh, no. I think that's everything. As far as okay. that I've watched, I mean, there's some things that I'm watching, but I really want to talk about until I finish. Oh, and then I have a correction. Yeah, uh, Abbott yeah. Elementary. It wasn't the finale. Yes. It's kind of like a mid-season break. So okay, right. yeah, yeah. I thought it, I thought it was the finale for the season, but they're still going. I think we're caught. We got caught up on that. Um, oh, I also watched. <clears throat> well, I watched because Ruth was watching the uh, TV show Ghosts on uh, Hulu. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's it's fun to have on. You can do other things while it's on, type yeah. of thing. But it's it's a it's decent. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I have enjoyed it. You know, while she was watching it. Um, yeah. When when I was uh, hanging out with my friend, he um, was watching Chainsaw Man because I'd never watched it. So he's like, Man, Yeah, you gotta check this out. So watch the first five episodes. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm on. I'm gonna keep watching. Yeah, so it's good. Have you, have you started watching Spy X Family yet? No, I haven't. Not yet. Okay, okay, that's one York and I have been watching together, and Grayson too sometimes. But okay. that's that's one I've I've been enjoying uh, with him, because we'll put it on and like we'll play cards or something, but or do something. You know, we'll be doing something, but also having that on, and it's just. It's it's cute. It's a cute show. I enjoy it. Um, you know, because usually he watches anime with his mom, but I guess um, this is the one he kind of chose to watch with me. And I've been I've, I've really been enjoying it. And that one's on. Uh, we've been watching on Crunchyroll. So okay. <clears throat> but yeah, but yeah, York's been. I don't know if he started watching Chainsaw Man, but uh, I know he's started talking about talking yeah. about it. So. And I know yeah. the manga is out there, so. But that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. best way to word it. Yes, for sure. Alrighty, um, stay tuned for our. So I'll be uh, kicking back or kicking up our TikToks again. Uh, now that the new year has begun, uh, to start off, I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you because I didn't really feel like talking about it here. Um, I wa- you watched White Noise too, didn't you? Yes. Okay. Um, I have some stuff to talk about, 
regard in that movie, but not enough that I want to talk about it on the on an episode. So yeah. I thought that would be perfect for me to talk about on TikTok. And then I finally watched uh, The Menu on HBO Max. So I will be talking about that on there as well. And then um, yeah, I've got a list of movies to watch specifically to discuss on our TikTok. So be sure to check that out too. And I believe that's all I got, my friend. All right. Yep. So. That's all I got. <laughs> okay. Well, once again, uh, everybody remember to wish our amazing co-host Patrick a happy birthday here on the 11th. And on the 10th, be sure to check out the Golden Globes and uh, let us know what you think. Otherwise, we will talk to you all next week. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, happy birthday to Patrick. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.